Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. episode four in the NFL episode for this week. We have a doozy with lots of information. And if you're a betting person, stay tuned for our expert picks. But first, let's meet our panelists for today's show. Our first panelist is from New Brunswick, Canada, keeping you up to speed with NFL betting and fantasy football news. Twitter handle at picks John, John Matthews. Hey guys, what's going on? Just here to uh, bring my picks in for betting. I'm a pretty avid uh, NFL gambler. And uh, that's my real expertise. That's wonderful. Our second panelist, a fantasy football and NFL betting expert coming from the city of the 2017 MLB champs, Houston, Texas, and the biggest wrestling fan in the world, Twitter handle at Dre2124, Dre Rogers. Hey, guys. It's an honor to be here. Uh, I'm a writer for Overtime Heroics. And I've got my 18-year uh, age uh, whiskey here with me, so let's get things rolling. Now our third panelist, a Falcons beat writer for Overtime Heroics and fantasy football expert for Time Skewed, a specialist in all things football, Twitter handle at the Phantom Jazzy, Miles Bloomquist. Hey guys, I'm super stoked to be here. You know, you guys can always check out my articles in Overtime Heroics and Time Skewed. Try to put out as many articles as I can and, you know, let's just hop right into it. Yeah, I'm very excited for today's episode. As you know, I'm Ernest Silva, the host of Into the Lab podcast given to you by The Sport Gene and powered by Overtime Heroics. Today's panel will be featured by Overtime Heroics. And we're really excited as we're the NFL Pick'em crew. And I don't think it's a better crew for today's three-round segment. Now, for the three-round segment we are going to be going through, it is going to be round one, all the latest news and notes from the weekend and, and from yesterday and today. We're going to be talking about a lot of the rumors going around in Dallas and focusing on what could be affecting your NFL teams going into week one. The second round is the famous NFL Pick'em, where we will discuss our thoughts on who is going to be winning this week's contest, as well as who's going to cover the spread and our expert opinions for primetime games as well. Then last but not least, we will go ahead and talk about anything you may be surprised by and anything you may be fearful for on your favorite teams as we will pick a surprise team for 2019 that you should watch that may make that playoff run as well as a team that you should probably shy away from and close your eyes as they play because they may not be that good. round one we're going to look around the league and we're going to look at some of the biggest news articles and news signings from this past weekend and first off in Houston Jadavion Clowney making his way to the home of the 12th man 
in Seattle being traded over there as he signs his franchise tag tenure. I'm going to go ahead and bring on the expert from Houston. What are your thoughts in regards to Jadavion Clowney moving to Seattle, Dre? <laughs> you know what? Uh, it's been a crazy past couple of days here in Houston. And, you know, you, you have to start thinking if, you know, what Bill O'Brien is, is trying to do here, trying to, you kind of, you kind of think he doesn't know what he's doing and then he goes out and then he makes another trade with the Dolphins. But uh, obviously getting to, to the clowny topic, uh, I think um, it's, it's actually going to affect uh, the Texans defense he was uh, a very key component of that defense and I think uh, he was also one of the reasons JJ Watt was uh, having a lot of pressure uh, on the teams because obviously offenses had to try to figure out who to you know send a double team to so I I believe you know that that trade was pretty weak for the Texans Um, and then uh, obviously, the other trades that they made, uh, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm kind of speechless because you know, it, they gave out, they gave away two first round picks, and all we got back was you know Carlos Hyde and the Kenny Stills. So, uh, I mean, it, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Obviously, getting an off- offensive tackle, which was a priority, uh, is one of the positives of the overall moves that the Texans have made. But, um, I mean, on my end, I, I I really think Bill O'Brien does not know what he's doing. And hopefully he shuts my mouth up and, you know, the Texans start winning a lot of games. But um, I, I'm not happy. Yeah, you send out two first-round picks and you get back a third and a fourth with, um, of course, Larry Tunso, who's massive if you look at him compared to J.J. Watt in that picture that came out today. And then Kenny Stills, Carlos Hyde, and, and of course, two linebackers and a cornerback that even if you had their names, it wouldn't matter. So you look at this Houston Texans team, and I'm going to ask this question, just your early reaction. Are they still the favorites or are they now the favorites in the AFC South? I think they are just because of the Andrew Luck retirement thing. So I don't see another team coming up. You know, maybe maybe the Titans, but you have that quarterback issue. And I still don't believe that uh, Foles is the answer for the Jaguars. So, yeah, I do believe they're still the favorites to win the AFC South. Okay, perfect, perfect. Now, Miles, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about some wide receiver headlines. And, um, of course, the names have come out, and I might throw in some shade in just a second as well to talk with you about it. But Josh Doxson, same face, different place, moving from Washington to Minnesota. They tried to look for a trade partner. didn't work out. He now wears the purple. And you have Demarius Thomas, who was cut. Now he's back reunited with his ex in New England as well. What do you feel? Do these wide receivers crack the rotation in Minnesota and New England respectively? Or is this just they're stashed on the bench and they're just in case for emergencies? Well, with Joss Doxson, you know, he came out, he was a pretty high prospect. He's got the hands, he had the height, and he suffered through a lot of injuries in Washington, which as most Redskins players do. <laughs> um, and you got to think about Laquan Treadwell as well. It was their first round pick, I believe, two years ago, three years ago. And 
they wanted to replace him too so they replace him with another bust which kind of puzzles me a little bit um maybe they see something in Dawson that goes past the injuries and you know they do really need a third receiver behind Thielen and uh Diggs uh I don't really see any answers on that bench so maybe they're trying to run another experiment with Dawson and with Demarius Thomas you know He's on a team that's just stacked at every position almost. I don't think either of these guys really cracked the roster. I mean, Demary or cracked the rotation, sorry. Uh, Demarius Thomas is a very interesting player because, you know, he was so dominant in Denver and then all of a sudden tears his MCL or either ACL, I believe, sorry. And um, now he's in New England, you know, about. Uh, they got that rookie Nikhil Harry. So I think these guys are more just replacement, maybe a little bit of an experiment, but I don't really see them doing too much with where they are at right now. Okay, perfect. And and turning the running back conversation, I want to bring in John as well. Shady McCoy um, gets reunited with his old boo, you know, finds Andy Reid in Kansas City, and all of a sudden, in all draft boards and fantasy, Damian Williams can be found in the seventh, eighth, and ninth round because everybody thinks LaShawn is taking over in Kansas City. And then, of course... Um, the big news with Carlos Hyde going to Houston. John, what are your thoughts on the running backs making those changes to those teams? Yeah, I think uh, McCoy has no impact on the Chiefs offense this year. I think he's going to be third or second running back on the field. Uh, Williams is still going to take the load. And, I mean, he's old. He's he's coming in into his 30s. He, He put up horrible numbers with the Bills. He... He had 150 carries, and I think he averaged right around high, high three-ish yards per per carry range with the Bills, and that's just—I mean, you're looking for a backup at that point. Yeah, absolutely. And and if you look at Shady McCoy, he had the worst season he's had in five years running the ball last year, and always plagued by injuries. That the contract was nothing that the Bills wanted, and. Devin Singletary all of a sudden looks fantastic in Buffalo, and um, we have we have a reunited um, time with Andy Reid, and of course Andy Reid loves him some Shady McCoy. So um, hopefully that pairing works out. But I agree. I, if I could have gotten Damian Williams in my drafts before this trade would have happened, I would have done it in a heartbeat at the eighth, in the eighth round. So um, lots happening in Kansas City. Um, I want to get a full panel discussion before we get into the pickums about two of the biggest headlines. And one being the ever so drama of Ezekiel Elliott in Dallas, flight in, uh, sorry, flew in from Cabo with his agent, looking like signing is going to happen. And the rumor, the latest rumor of what that contract looks at looks like is a six-year extension at around 90 million, with about 53 million in guaranteed money. So, want to start with John again, since we're talking about running backs. Um, do the, are the Cowboys really going to extend an eight-year offer? To these two plus six at that 90 mark and is this a good deal for the Cowboys um, I think Jerry Jones is, is going to pull through and do it um, do I think it's a good idea no I hate Zeke he's young he's immature and he's he's horrible for everywhere off the field on the field yeah he's a stud he's arguably the second best back in the league right now and the deal for the Cowboys to even up their line, they get their line, their offensive line back. They're going to sign Dak. They're going to sign uh, Murray, and they're, it's going to be it's going to be the three of them. Now, 
Dre, let me ask you this question. Cowboys, Vegas odds, eight and a half games. If Zeke signs tomorrow, he's eligible to play for Sunday. Really, I think the Cowboys will try to play no matter what day he's signed. But he's eligible to start Sunday against the New York football Giants. Do you have the Cowboys winning more than eight and a half if Zeke is starting week one? I think they they will, actually. Even, even if they have Zeke or not, uh, I, I really don't think the Giants... Um, will be a good team this year. Uh, I I know they got Barkley, but you know you're in a you're in a era where you know each year you get newer technology, more analytics, and you're able to you know plan, make a better game plan for other teams. So I believe the Cowboys will be ready for the Giants' offense. They're gonna make they're gonna try to make Eli beat them, and. They're just going to feast on them. And that Cowboys offense is ridiculous. They're really good. And I think the the rookie is going to, if, if Zeke plays or if he doesn't, uh, the rookie is going to have a huge impact. And I think the Cowboys will cover the spread, actually, if it's eight, eight and a half. No, n- not an issue at all. What about games for the year? So let's say the, the Cowboys projected win totals for the year, eight and a half. Would you say the Cowboys win more than, let's say, eight games this year? I think they probably will, just because of who they have in the division. I think the the Redskins and the Giants are probably four wins right there. So I, I think they could cover eight wins easily. Okay, perfect. Just just now, because of that, yeah. Now, now, Miles, I'm going to switch gears with you a little bit, and I'm going to talk about quarterback. I'm going to call you the quarterback guru, and... Two, two, two things, two signings, extensions made. Number one being Jacoby Brissett, two years, $30 million by the Indianapolis Colts. Looks like they're going all in with him in this new era behind the Andrew Luck surprise. And then, of course, Jared Goff's massive extension of four years, $134 million. What are your thoughts on these two quarterback signings? Well, starting with Brissett, um, his deal is very reminiscent of a deal the Bears made a couple years ago with Mike Glennon. I believe signed for a three-year along 30 mil or something like that. And that was a very puzzling signing as well because he was never really a starting caliber quarterback. And we can sort of say the same about Jacoby Brissett. You know, he started a few games in Luck's absences, especially during that 2017 season. Um, but the two-year 30 mil isn't as much of a this year our guy. It's more of a security, uh, insurance policy. So that way, if they can't get their guy in the draft or by a trade, they still have Brissett to rely on. And obviously, this huge deal with Goff, it's a mega deal. Um, makes him the quarterback with the most money in the league because he's got $110 million guaranteed, which is an NFL record. Um, does he deserve it? <laughs> I would not say that the Rams' success is attributed to him as much as it is to their system, obviously Todd Gurley and that defense. Um, but quarterbacks are the people that are going to get paid the money. So sooner or later, Goff was going to ask for something along these lines. So you're going to have to pay him that money. Same with guys like Carson Wentz, who also had a contract very similar to Goff's, a little bit less though. Um you know, when you're the number one overall pick, you're sort of expected to be the best player coming out of that class. So has Goff done that? I wouldn't say so, but lock up your guy before you can lose him and then you're out of the playoffs again. So I think it's a good signing for the Rams um, in the terms of that their success will now stay consistent. But overall, you're giving a lot of money to a guy who probably didn't deserve it. 
Yeah, you have to think that locking up Goff is a top priority considering that the Todd Gurley look or the Todd Gurley lookalike that's behind the, the backfield, he comes out very, very raw and not very sharp with his injury prone and doesn't complete another full season. You got to believe you're all in on Goff. And um, we talked a little bit about this before the segment, but that means that Dak Prescott deal is just going to be even more so, in my opinion, prevalent because he's wanting, I know the rumors were 40 million. It's really only probably about 32 million. And the Cowboys have to think, are we going to match that with a quarterback who may not have that potential of signing that? Um, and so he was waiting for golf. That the Prescott's agent came out and said they were waiting for, for that golf contract. And so that opens a whole slew of, of opinions going forward. And so really looking forward to that news. But thank you guys for that round one, round one segment. And really looking forward to our NFL pick coming up right after this ad. Before we start round two on the Sport Jeans Into the Lab podcast, we'd like to remind any listeners that if you play basketball and you are from the ages of 8 to 18 in the Rio Grande Valley, check out Triple Double Basketball Academy, one of the premier programs in Texas located at the center of the RGV in Harlingen, Texas. Find your young basketball pros practicing ball handling techniques, proper shooting forms, learning strength and conditioning techniques, and gain unmatchable experience with elite state tournament play. Follow on Facebook or visit www.tripledoublebasketballacademy.org. Triple Double Basketball Academy, where each basketball player grows no matter what. Round two opens up, and we're going to start our NFL pick with the Thursday night primetime game. The Green Bay Packers visit the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field, and it is Thursday night, 8.20 Eastern time. The Bears are favored. The, the spread is three points. I'm going to start with John, go to Dre, and then Miles, and start with John. Who do you have winning this game, and do they cover the spread? I got the Bears covering all day long. Uh, Rodgers and the head coach aren't getting along. New offense, uh, new offense since Rodgers had been with the with the Packers. It's, it's going to be new for him. Uh, the Bears defense they've added they've added pieces to a top top scoring defense from last year. Um, I mean, when you put up a sketchy offense that's new and, and untested to uh, to a Bears defense that that was dominant last year and was the top scoring defense and I think I think the Bears defense was, was the only defense that picked off Rodgers last year and Miles what do you think I do have the Bears covering the spread as well I do believe we're going to see some old fashioned football this is the NFL's 100th season two teams with amazing legacies Chicago's defense is absolutely insane um, their offense is a little untested now that Jordan Howard's gone and Allen Robinson didn't really fit in too well last year. Um, but over on the other side, you got Green Bay. Um, they're very wishy-washy on some parts, like their linebacking core or their offensive line at times. But Aaron Rodgers is just going to take this game by storm, I feel. Um, Aaron Jones can also sort of prove, especially to fantasy owners who are drafting him very high, that he could be their guy, that this is the, you know, a guy no one really expects to be a lead back. Um, 
and he can go out there and really just show off against a Bears defense that's good against the run. So if they can do that, then you know what? This is just going to be a great football game all around, no matter who wins, and I'm very excited to see it. That's wonderful. And Dre, I'm going to bring you in next. Who do you have in this game, and do they cover the spread? You know what? I actually have the Packers plus three. Now, uh, this is one of the best rivalries in the NFL, if not the best. And they always go down to the wire. So I still believe this will end, uh, you know, a very close game, even if it's in, uh, even if it's in Soldier Field. But you know, uh, you have Aaron Rodgers back there, and I, I'm not really so sure about the uh, Bears' offense. I don't think, uh, I don't think Mitch is still you know a proven quarterback they have a lot of changes uh you know in the running back position and like uh miles said you know Allen ellen robinson wasn't really that you know didn't have a big impact last year so i believe they will go down to the wire and i'm gonna take green bay plus three so I definitely thought more people would pick Green Bay. So I thought right from the get-go we weren't going to agree. But I actually have Chicago as well. I think Chicago comes out on Soldier Field celebrating that anniversary, really having that crowd behind them. Um, this rivalry matchup is one for the ages. Um, and and I do have them covering the spread. I think Green Bay will get payback when they, when they have that rematch later on in the season. But I do think Chicago makes a statement as to them being ready again and battle-tested. And we'll see if that Chicago magic where they showed none of their first team offensive plays in the, in the preseason come back. Um, but very excited. Our next game is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs and boy quarterback wonder Patrick Mahomes visiting the Rocky trained Leonard Fournette and the Jacksonville Jaguars Sunday at noon central time. The line there, they do have the, the road team, the Chiefs having that four-point favorite and by the I do take Vegas Westgate books odds at the end of today the Chiefs were favored by four points I'm going to start this time with Dre Dre who do you have winning this game and do they cover the spread I think uh they do I think the Chiefs win this game I think they cover the spread I don't believe the Jaguars offense will do anything in that game I think uh I don't I don't believe Nick Foles is the answer I don't think they're going to be able to move the ball. The Chiefs are going to be ready, and Patrick Mahomes is going to have a great first week. He has a, a lot of interesting weapons, and I believe they're going to cover the spread. Let me switch it over to you, John. What do you have for this game? I mean, it's hard to go against go against the Chiefs here. It really is. You got the MVP from last year. You got a team that was just absolutely ridiculous last year everywhere you got some new pieces in the running back uh without Greenmont being there i don't think it's going to be a problem um tyree kill their defense looks looks pretty good but i was talking to my vegas guy earlier this week and and everybody is on kansas city and it's kind of hard to not think that the bucks know what they're doing with the, with the line and uh and take to take the jags but I, I, I'm kind of on the fence here. All right, Miles, I'm going to bring you in next. What do you have for this game? I have Kansas, but I don't have them to cover the spread. I believe this will be a three-point game. 
um, Kansas signed Tyron Matthew, brought in Frank Clark, so they're trying to build up that defense, and obviously Jacksonville's already got an amazing defense. So I believe we don't see that explosion from either side's offenses, but we see more of a defensive battle that Kansas barely escapes just because their offense, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, they're going to get the leg up on them, but I do not think they will win dominantly. It will be a three-point game. So you're take, are you taking the Chiefs and, and they don't have the spread? Is that what you're saying? That's correct. Okay. All right. So I, I, I actually uh, do agree with everybody. I do think Kansas City comes out swinging. I, I don't know how that what Jacksonville team we're going to have for the first week of the season. If Leonard Fournette does return to form and that Jacksonville offense under Nick Foles looks good, um, I worry about the Jacksonville offense. They don't have a lot of receivers other than D.D. Westbrook that's going to be able to create space. Um, even DJ Chark is, is injured, so we'll see if he's going to be making that start. I think there's a lot of question marks in the offense. Can they keep up? I do think they cover the spread. I have it a little bit further. I do think it's going to be about an, a nine or 10 point game for that game. I do think Kansas City wins handedly. But if Jacksonville is up to par and that defense is performing like they were a couple of years ago, that could be a game to watch. That could be a game of the week. We're going to go over to Dallas and we're going to see what those New York football giants are bringing to the Dallas Cowboys. The spread for the for the game is Cowboys by seven. So I'm going to start with you, Miles. Who do you have for this game and do they cover that spread? I have Dallas covering the spread at exactly seven. Um, I also would like to think that the Giants aren't going to be as bad as a team that everyone thinks they will be. You know. Eli Manning is definitely way, way, way past his prime, so he's not going to be that good this year. Saquon's going to be carrying that team, but I also just feel that they won't underperform. They will play as expected, but not like 4-12. and 12. I think that the Giants will make this a very, very interesting game, as they normally do against the Cowboys, but ultimately, I think Zeke's going to have an absolute game. I think he'll go off, and I would just love to see that, you know, Dak Prescott needs to get his arm better um, because he's got to earn that money, honestly. But I still think Dallas wins this game by seven. John, what are your thoughts on the New York football Giants going to the Dallas Cowboys? I think the Giants got this one in the bag. Here's 53% of the public betting the Giants at plus seven. I mean, for Dallas has been kind of all over the place in preseason and training camp. Uh, I didn't really know what to take of them, and when it finally comes down to it, I got I, I got to take the bigger spread here. I got to take the Giants, and and I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna put at least a touchdown up on on Dallas and win. Okay. Wow. Dre, are you having that same feeling? <clears throat> no, actually, uh, I'm gonna stick with my pick uh, from from earlier before, uh, and I'm gonna keep the the Cowboys uh, taking the spread. I. Don't believe. I, I I do agree that the Giants won't be a four and twelve team, and they might you know win a couple of games. But this is a divisional game; it's the first you know game of the of the year for them. And I think the Cowboys' defense is uh, very good, and they will make they will try and make Eli beat them. And <clears throat> that's why I believe the Giants won't be able to you know come close to this game at all. So I'm, I'm taking the Cowboys. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to ride that Cowboy train. I think the Cowboys are going to perform. They're going to come out really striking that offense hot under Kellen Moore. Um, I, I am in San Antonio at the Sports Analytics headquarters myself, and uh, we do follow Cowboys Texans quite closely. 
uh, unfortunately, on the Texans' part for the recent events. But on Dallas's end, if they can sign Zeke to come out, I think that defense is going to be a top 10 defense this year. I think the Cowboys are going to be very good. I don't know the Giants and their and their methodology with this Daniel Jones, Eli Manning situation. I know Eli's getting those first team reps. He's going to be coming out as a starter. But a couple mistakes here and there. Do they switch gears and take Daniel Jones? That defense is susceptible at best. Um, Cowboys have struggled at Jerry World. They had I, I got to give that to John by taking that Giants pick. They have struggled at Jerry World. I just think on this con- on these contract years, players tend to play fantastically, and the Cowboys have a ton of them. And so you have to think that Cowboys the Cowboys players themselves have something to prove. I take the Cowboys to win, but I, I just because of the the John analysis and my own thoughts as well, I don't have them covering the spread. I expect it to be closer than seven. Um, I expect it to be very close going into the fourth. If they do decide to run away with it, then I would be heavily excited. But if not, then we'll see a close game. Moving on to the primetime matchup Sunday night, 7.20 Central Time. Pittsburgh Steelers visiting the New England Patriots. Always a fun matchup to talk about when it comes to Steelers and Patriots. As you guys know, I'm going to go ahead and take this one first. A Patriots line is Six points favored at home. So when I have to look at this game, I love the Patriots at home. I don't think anybody beats the pa- anybody can beat the Patriots at home. I do have the Patriots covering the spread as well as winning this game by at least six points. I do expect it to be a little bit further than that. I'm guessing around 10 or 11. I love the Patriots in this matchup. Although the Steelers are very good, I do expect the Patriots to win handedly. Let me start with you, Dre. What do you have and what do you feel on this game? I actually agree with you. I like the Patriots at home. I believe uh, they're going to be very hard to beat at home. I think the Steelers might beat them on 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 the if they play again down in the playoffs, but not 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 this week. I, I'm taking I'm taking the Patriots. And I'm going to switch over to Miles. Miles, what are you feeling on this Patriots Steelers matchup? You know, last year, New England opened up the season against the Kansas City Chiefs and lost, and I believe that's going to happen again this year. Pittsburgh has something to prove. They don't need Antonio Brown. They don't need Le'Veon Bell. They're going to go out here and shock everyone. They're going to beat the world champs. They're going to do it by a very close game. I think I can see like a two-point, three-point game, but they really, really improve, and I believe Pittsburgh's got that fire, and they're going to take this game. Now you've heard both sides, John. What are you feeling? Are the Patriots holding it at home, or are the Steelers stealing one on the road? Yeah, this one, uh, I mean, Big Ben's coming out with a chip on his shoulder. Juju's in the spotlight, and in the last year, when AB's off the field, when he was with the Steelers, Juju performed better. He put up better stats. Le'Veon's gone. Big Ben and AB had had words for each other on Twitter. He's he's going to try to prove himself without him. Uh, Mike Tomlin's my pick to win coach of the year to bring this team back without those two-star players. But, I mean, you're, you're in Belichick's land, and, and I'm, a, I'm a big Pats fan. I, I can't go against my team here. They're going to cover, and it's going to be by a lot of points. It's going to be like a 30-9 to nine game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's our first one where we're completely split down the middle, uh, where two of us pick Pittsburgh and two of us pick New England. Um, I... I am very intrigued by that game. I love the week one matchup. And just like last year, the NFL set up several primetime games where it could be potential AFC NFC championships. Let's flip gears and talk about two teams that look like they're heading in opposite directions. 
with the Tennessee Titans and the Cleveland Browns. Tennessee travels to Cleveland as this wonderful Cleveland Browns team that everybody has fallen in love with over the summer has a favored line of five and a half points. I'm going to start with you, Miles. Do you take that spread and are the Browns going to showcase this newfound offense? You know, I'm definitely not as high on the Browns as a lot of people are. And I think Tennessee is going to come in and show Cleveland that, you know what, you got to earn this hype. So I think Tennessee comes out, wins by only three, like a field goal at the very last second. But Cleveland's, you know what, they're, they're not as good as people think. You know, Baker and OBJ still have to get that chemistry up. Nick Chubb hasn't started a full year yet. Um, that defense, I still need some things to be proven. But you know what, they can be good, but just not week one. Dre, how are you feeling about this Cleveland-Tennessee matchup? I think it's going to be a very good game. I think the Titans are a very good team. They're going to try to play the time of possession. They're going to try to keep the ball away from from the Browns. They're going to, you know, run the ball as much as they can. And uh, I I agree. I don't think the Browns will be ready uh, during week one. I, I believe they might become a better offense further down the road so i'm, I'm gonna also take the titans at uh plus five all right and john are you writing this titans train as well not a chance <laughs> not not <laughs> any world in any room no not even close what you got against the titans? Titan, titans are super junky this year they just they're gonna have a horrible year horrible you're gonna so have you take, to, you're gonna so have you're to taking, fight go ahead you're taking Cleveland, and do you have them covering the spread? Oh, yeah, by, by a ton, by more than triple of what the spread is. <laughs> I, I think that Cleveland or Tennessee is going to have issues with Derrick Henry and uh, is James White that went there from New England. Deion Lewis. They're going to have troubles. They're going to be fighting over the ball. You're going to have Henry on the third downs and, and short as, as LeGarrette Blunt was in New England. And yeah, it worked there. I don't think it's going to work here. Um, like, I don't know how you go against the Cleveland offense. You got OBJ and Jarvis Landry, who played together before and are best friends, have been waiting to play together. They're both coming out of not the same year, but OBJ is coming from an old, used up Eli Manning. And Jarvis Landry was coming out of Miami, which anybody coming to Miami, you can't have a worse place than Miami to be in. And Nick Chubb looks like the white horse coming out of and I like Baker I think he's just a younger more spontaneous Brady so I I agree with you to an extent I am also taking Cleveland and with the spread I do think Cleveland wins this game handedly at home making that statement I am not high on the Browns though. Let me give you that right now. I don't know if this team will make the playoffs. I still think the Steelers and Ravens are better than them in their own division. If the AFC North ends up sending three teams in, maybe I'm saying Cleveland makes it, but that would be a, a very rare thing for them. Now, Cleveland is going to be good this year. I do think Tennessee defensive wise, they surprised the heck out of everybody last year. They were very good defensively. And offensively, they have a lot of question marks. And that Ryan Tannehill, Marcus Mariota bit 
kind of the same thing that's happening in New York with the Giants is still happening in Tennessee too, um, where Marcus Mariota is on very thin ice with with making sure he can lead this team to a, a, a good year, a good season. It'll start in Cleveland, and I do think it'll be rough waters for the Tennessee Titans in Cleveland. Be a hyped-up crowd. I'm going to say Cleveland comes out and wins that, does cover the spread for week one. The next game we're going to focus on are going to be the Atlanta Falcons visiting the Minnesota Vikings. That's Sunday at noon. Viking spread is four points when it comes to um, betting purposes from, again, Las Vegas Westgate. Um, I will start first on this one, and I want to talk about the Minnesota Vikings first. I, I think the Minnesota Vikings are a good team. I don't think they are a great team. I think Kirk Cousins is extremely overrated. I think most of American sports analysts think Kirk Cousins is overrated. Um, and and I, I think his wide receiver core is fantastic. But I love the Atlanta Falcons, and it's a redemption year for Matt Ryan. It's a redemption year for those Falcons as they're going to be coming out, revitalize a healthy Devontae Freeman, that offense clicking. I do think they punch Minnesota in the mouth to begin this game as they're going to start fast and, and just run out the clock at that point um, and watch that team go down week one with an 0-1 loss at home. Um, so I am taking the Falcons and I am taking them with the spread. Let me go to you, John, first on this one. What do you have in this game? I got I got Atlanta. I, I mean, Matty Ice is coming. Like People are acting like Matty Ice is, is the worst quarterback in the league. He's still putting up top three fantasy points every year consistently. He's got Mohamed Sanu, who is arguably one of the most underrated wide receivers in the league. Julio Jones, who is America's hero. And a healthy Devontae Freeman coming back. And I can't shy away from Atlanta's defense. Like Their defense, to me, this year looks really good. Could be top five. And I... I can't, I can't do Minnesota's quarterback. I think he's a, uh, a career backup. I don't think he's a starter. I think they paid him too much money, and I think he's getting a lot of credit for Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen catching the ball. And they brought back Matt Bryant, right? That's the, the ageless wonder. Matt Bryant is back. I mean, that's easy. It's theirs. Uh, right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dre, Dre, let me go to you, Dre. What What are your feelings on this Atlanta Minnesota matchup? If I was actually going to take the money line on a game, it'd be the, it'd be on this one, and I, I'm taking the Falcons as well. Uh, that offense is going to be ridiculous this year. Julio Jones, I mean, you got uh, you know you you have Calvin Ridley on the other side, and then uh, you know you got a healthy Freeman. I think I think they're going to start, you know. They're going to start really fast. They're going to score a lot of points. They're just going to run away with this game. And like everybody's mentioned, uh, you know, Cousins is not the answer for Minnesota. And that Atlanta defense it has uh, been beefed up. So I, I think it's going to cause a lot of problems for him. And the Falcons are just going to run away with this. Yeah, I completely agree. Miles, bring us in on this game. Are you running with us or do you have a different opinion? You know, I follow the Falcons so closely, and there's just nothing that's going to stop them this year, in my opinion. So I think they run away with this game. I really, truly think that Minnesota has, you know, Xavier Rhodes, I want to mention Xavier Rhodes, because he shut down Julio the last time they played, held him to 21 yards. But when you take out 
Julio Jones, you still have Devonta Freeman, you still have Calvin Ridley, you still have Austin Hooper, you still have Mohamed Sanu, and the list goes on. How do you stop Atlanta? Even with a top five defense in the league, Atlanta just runs away with this game very easily. So that, that's, a, that's, a good mutu- that's a good mutual bet for everybody there with Atlanta. So if you are listening and you want to say there is a game where we say we all have that pick, Atlanta has been that one for all of us. Um, and I think we're going to have another one right back to back as we look at the Chargers hosting the Colts. Chargers have a spread of six and a half. I'll start with you, Miles, bring you right in. Do you feel like the Chargers cover that spread and win this game? They win the game, they don't cover the spread because the Colts' defense is still there. They're a very good defense. They were, I believe, close to top 10 last year, if, I was, if I'm was, if i correct. Um, they, they, finished you know, the sh- they finished at nine. They finished at nine. Oh, so they did finish top 10. Okay. Uh, you know, the main question is, can Austin Eckler carry that load for the Chargers? Because Melvin Gordon is going to be gone. He's not going to play for the Chargers. He's going to go to another team. Um so can Austin Eckler really help that run game that was, you know, one of the reasons the Chargers won a lot of games last year? And Jacoby Brissett also can win games for the Colts. Like, they will not be a horrible team as as bad as everyone thinks they will be. Uh, this is going to be a close game. The Chargers still win. They don't cover the sprint, though. Okay. Let's switch it over to Dre. Dre, what do you feel about this game? If there's a team that I really, really, really like coming out of the AFC, it's the Chargers. I think they'll, they will win this game by a lot of points. Uh, that offense, even without Melvin Gordon, is going to be great. You know, you have a healthy Keenan Allen. You have a healthy Hunter Henry. You have Mike Williams. That offensive line is pretty good. So I, I, I believe that that offense is going to put up a lot of points. And even though they, they, they're going to be missing James on that defense, I still believe they're still going to be a top 10 defense. They, they've got too many playmakers on that defense, and this is going to be really a really easy game for them. Not to take away from the Colts, but you know, I, I, don't, I, I don't see them coming even close to you know, keeping up with the Chargers' offense. John, let me see if you're still on this Chargers train as well. Do you have the Chargers winning this game, and did they cover the spread? I think, uh, I think Indianapolis wins this game. I think, oh, I think a lot of oh. people are are really hard on Brissett right now for getting his contract beefed up, and uh, he got he, he didn't put bad numbers up when Luck was gone. Ty Hilton looks pretty good, and and their defense actually looks pretty strong for the first time in a long time. Uh, the one thing I can't do with the Indianapolis Colts is their O line, but having Brissett in there with his with his legs, I think I think is a even better deal with than Andrew Locke being in there with no with no mobility. Yeah, I've got to say I'm taking the Chargers in this one. I do think it's a close game because of the Jacoby Brissett factor and with the Indianapolis Colts having that resiliency. I think halftime might be a shocker to most people. I might take the Colts at halftime actually having a lead, but I do think the Chargers pull away in the second half. I think there'll be a lot of pride at home. I like home teams in week one. You'll find that trendy with my picks. Um, unless the, the, the difference in talent is really that vast. Um, but I do think the Chargers run away with it in the end. Um, pull away at least a 10-point at least a ten point spread. I, I, would, I would almost feel comfortable betting. Um, but let's switch gears and talk about a very intriguing NFC potential playoff matchup when you look at the Los Angeles Rams visiting the Carolina Panthers in a noon game that most people have their TVs tuned to. As you see, um, 
big Cam Newton, Superman Cam Newton coming coming off that tweak on the ankle against this fully endorsed Jared Goff in the Rams. And so you have the Rams visiting the Panthers. The Rams have a three-point favorite on the road. Let me start with you again, Miles. What do you think about this game? Um, Claudia, you're going to disagree with me, but I believe that Carolina destroys this game. Not even close. And the main reason, in fact, the only reason, is Christian McCaffrey. This guy is going to bring it this year. I truly believe he can go 1,000, 1,000, 1,000 receiving yards, 1,000 rushing yards, and he is going to be a scoring machine. And it's, LA is going to have no answer for that. You know, Carolina's defense has always been pretty stout, so I believe they can contain Jared Goff, maybe Todd Curley, uh, enough to pull away and really get a big win at home. John, how are you feeling on this one? Have that same confidence? I mean, I think the Rams take it here. I think it's going to be an easy win. I don't think it's going to be a big win. I think it's going to be a close game, but overall, when you're watching it, I think you should be thinking that the score should be wider than it will be. I don't like Cam Newton. I love Christian McCaffrey. I think he's a stud. I think he's going to be better than Barkley this year. Um, But Cam Newton is now on my list as injury prone. I think going forward, he's going to get progressively worse. And the Rams, Rams defense is one of the strongest um, for, for, for rushing. And you have Jerry Goff just got his contract buffed. You have Cooper cup who's been healthy and a lot of a lot of the sources out of out of the LA have been saying that Cooper Cup looks better than he did before the injury. So I'm I'm taking the Rams here. Okay, Dre, bring us home with this one. How do you feel about this matchup? I agree with John and Miles that McCaffrey's going to be a beast this year. He's going to prove that he is indeed the next big thing. And he's going to have a monster season. I think he's the reason that this game's going to be close. Uh, I also agree that Cam Newton's not the answer. I'm not I'm not a very big fan of his, but that offense is just suited for him and for McCaffrey to keep running the ball. So I, I believe they're just gonna keep it close. Uh, I'm taking the Rams, but they're not they're they're not gonna cover the spread. I, I think this is gonna go down to the end and maybe the Rams win with a field goal or, or something like that. Okay. And I am I am not a huge believer of Cam Newton, but I do know he's healthy for week one. And I think Carolina punches the mouth of the Rams as they try to knock them down towards the bottom tier of the NFC saying, this is our year. Although I don't believe that either. And I think Carolina does win this one and cover the spread for the Panthers. Now, when it comes to an NFC matchup on Sunday at noon, you have the Redskins going to Philadelphia. And let's, I'll go ahead and start with this one, being that I do look at the NFC East quite a bit. And I'm going to go ahead and just say it first. Eagles are a nine and a half point favorite. That should say wonders about what they think about the Redskins in Vegas. I'm going to go ahead and say I am taking the Eagles to win, although I will not take the spread. I do think Washington scores garbage time points. The Eagles may be resting their starters come the fourth quarter as they don't need to play. And they, they cover that spread, the Redskins will. And so when it comes to big spreads, I don't believe that gar- – I, I, well, I do believe garbage time in is always just take out that better's money. So 
I'm going to say the Washington covers the spread. Eagles win. Let me start with you, John. What do you feel on this game? I'm with you on that one. The Eagles win, but they don't cover. Um, I think Vegas on any line knows what knows what they're doing, and they're, and that's why they set the lines where they are. That's a big line, and they know Philly's going to win, but they, I can't say that they're going to win by that much. Have, having a touchdown and a field goal over over the op- opposing team is is pretty hard to do. What do you think, Dre? Are you still thinking that as well, or are you different? I'm with, I'm with you guys. I, I I believe Vegas knows what it's doing. They always do, and I'm with you on this one. I think the Eagles are you know going to put up a lot of points, but uh, Washington is going to catch up uh, in garbage time, and you know they're going to. They're going to lose the game, but the Eagles won't cover. I mean, Eagles will win the game, but they won't cover. Miles, you with us on this train? Or are you uh, differing from us on this pick? I'm going to differ only by a bit. Still Philadelphia, but just I don't even know what's going on in Washington. They are going to be one of the worst teams this year. So <laughs> I believe that they will cover that spread by a lot. And it's it, even in garbage time, I don't think Washington can produce anything. So... I'm gonna stay. Yes. With, I'm gonna stay with Philly and win that game. Take that, Washington! Your second and third stringers, your first stringers cannot score in the second and third stringers of Philadelphia. Stay home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the, the next game we're gonna go to is going to be in Miami. The wonderful Miami Dolphins still play for the NFL. They don't. They don't have a farm system yet. <laughs> and, and the Ravens of all teams, the Ravens are going to go and visit the Miami Dolphins. That's a nice way of putting it. Is probably going to be an annihilation. The Ravens are favored by six and a half points. I will easily just leave a one sentence statement on this one and say I am taking the Ravens and the spread. Go ahead and go next, Dre. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'll I'm, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate from from Miami Dolphins fans, but if 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 you want to bet against somebody all year long and win, you bet against the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> John, what do you say on this one? Yeah, I'm with it there. Uh, I'm I'm in a uh, in a pick'em's league. Pick one team a week, and if they if they lose, and you're eliminated. I think every week I got the opposing team in Miami, and uh, <laughs> and I mean, smart. I mean they're gonna they're gonna win a couple games. They're nobody's nobody's schedule is that bad, and I think I don't think it's gonna be this game against the toughest Baltimore defense like in the last couple of years. Even though when has Baltimore had a bad defense, but. The Fitz magic here. He usually wins uh, in the first couple games, and then he disappears off the face of the earth. But not, not here. Not against Baltimore. They win and they cover the spread. Miles, how are you feeling on this one? I'm gonna, gonna stick with you guys on this one as well. Um, Miami is tanking like an NBA team, <laughs> and <laughs> they're not even going to be a little competitive in this one. I got Baltimore by a lot. <laughs> yeah, if, if trust the process wasn't already taken, they would be using that slogan for this year because you have to figure out a way how to get fans to come watch anything that's the future of Miami right now when it comes to the Dolphins. Let's switch gears to a, a, what I think is going to be a surprisingly competitive game and, and kind of fun to watch with the Bills visiting the Jets. And that's Sunday at noon as well. The Jets are favored by three points. Um, I'll start with you, um, uh, John. Uh, what do you have for this game? I got Buffalo at the at the plus spread. 
Um, I think Buffalo getting rid of McCoy and 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 looking kind of rough coming out of uh, coming out of training camp and things. They're not they're not looking fantastic. I have them and the Jets at the bottom of the division. Well, I mean, other than Miami, obviously. I love Miami, yeah. But they're, yeah, they're they're not really in it obviously at all. So, but I think I think the Jets are gonna look good with Sam Darnold, but not good enough to win. And I think Buffalo is is gonna is gonna dominate the passing game this year. Miles, what do you feel about this Bills Jets matchup? This is an insanely tough game to pick, honestly. I'm kind of high on Buffalo, especially because they built their team so well through the draft for the past couple of years. Same with the Jets and a bunch of free agent signings this year as well. Um, uh, I almost want to change my pick last second, but I'll stick with my gut call. I'm going to stick with the Jets. Not covering the spread will be less than three, one or two points for sure. But this is going to be a really good game to watch, I think. Dre, bring us home on this one. Who do you have between this Buffalo-New York Jet matchup? I think it's also, uh, I agree that it's a very hard game to pick. I really like Buffalo. I like Josh Allen. I like their offense. But, I, I, I mean, the game the game uh, is in New York. You know, the, the, the Jets the Jets are going to have the advantage with the with the home crowd. That I think that's going to have a packed stadium, you know, with the with, with all of those moves that they've made. I think it's going to be a really close game. Uh, the Jets will win this game, but they won't cover the spread. Okay. And I do like Sam Darnold. I'm actually taking the Jets at home as well. Um, and not because I think they're actually superior to Buffalo. Buffalo may end up with a better record for the year. But I think the Jets coming out um, with Le'Veon Bell. They're going to showcase his brand new offense. I think their defense is very good against the run, which is going to be a huge question mark for Buffalo. Can the A's just wonder if Frank Gore keep up his 3.8 yards per carry and be that machine? And can Devin Singletary get open in the screen plays and, and really start to make that offense agile? I think that's going to take time. I don't think Buffalo is there yet. And um, of course, me following the Cowboys, I am ex- extremely excited to see Cole Beasley and how he's going to fit that slot role there in Buffalo. Um, however, I have the Jets winning. I do think they cover the spread as well. Let's fire around the next three before we get to the, the coveted Monday night game. Go ahead and give me your picks as well as the money line spread on this game. Bengals visit the Seahawks. Seahawks heavily favored, nine and a half points. Let's start with Miles. Miles, who do you have in this game? Give me a quick pick and yes, if they cover the spread. Cincinnati's a joke. Seattle covers the spread by a lot. (laughs) (laughs) John, I'll let you follow that one. Yeah, Bengals are gonna Bengals are gonna be maybe three wins this year, and it's definitely not to Seattle. And uh, I mean, I'm gonna go back on what I said when the the, and Vegas knows what they're doing, but can they really put a higher number on on a line than nine and a half? Seattle covers it for a joke. Dre, how do you feel on this one? Yeah, I think the Bengals uh, have to be hating the Miami Dolphins right now because they're going to be the second worst team in the league. And Seahawks are just going to, you know, destroy the Bengals and they're going to cover easily. Yeah, and for me, I worry for Seattle. And here's what I worry about, about how they're going to think that Jadavion Clowney is the next Khalil Mack because he may have close to five sacks in this game. I think he's going to be a monster just because of how bad Cincinnati's line is going to be. Um, But I I do take Seattle. I have him covering the spread. I think if 
Vegas could, t- you know, convince anybody, they'd give them 14 and a half points and people would still pick them. I think Seattle oh, yeah. wins by a Easy, lot. easy. Yeah, I think Seattle wins by a lot. Let's do another <laughs> fire round. 49ers, 49ers visit the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers favored by one point. Let me start with you, Dre. Who do you have winning this game and who will cover the spread? I, I don't really like the Niners. I, I don't think uh, they're going to do a lot this year. They're, they're, they're going to be improved from last year. I think their defense is going to be, you know, not top 10, but maybe top 15. But the uh, Buccaneers have too many weapons. I think, uh, you know, Winston, with a new head coach, uh, will finally kind of figure things out. And I think uh, the Buccaneers will win this game. And John, how do you feel about this game? Well, Nick Bosa is is questionable. Trent Taylor, Dante Pettis, uh, their center. Uh, Mike Evans is questionable. I mean, I don't want to pick the 49ers just because of the injuries and the questionable. But I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to come out of his little slump there. And I think Debo Samuel is going to be right behind uh, George Kittle uh, for receptions in this game, which are both going to be over 15. i got to say, Debo's story, is, Debo's story is absolutely great. I think Debo's going to be great in this league. I just think it's going to be a couple of years. Miles, bring it in on this panelist discussion for this, for this game. Who do you have? Jimmy Garoppolo is going to make Tampa Bay look like a top five defense. Um, <laughs> from, from what I'm hearing, he cannot throw to his own team for shit. So I'm going to have Tampa cover the spread, obviously. Uh, very low scoring game because I, I still don't trust Tampa's offense quite yet. You know, even though they are, they can't put up yards and can't score. Low scoring game. It's going to be a crap shoot either way, but <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo is a joke. All hail Bruce Arians will be the headline in Tampa Bay come Monday morning. And it'll be the savior of the Tampa Bay offense and who's ready for, for some crabs. And that's going to be Jameis Winston's going to look like a stud. And, um, and so I have Tampa Bay covering Steel the <laughs> Now, um, another fire round pick. We're going to look at the Lions visiting the Cardinals. The Cardinals are the underdog. Lions are favored by two and a half on the road. Um, this is the Kyler Murray show against the Carrion Johnson show and Matthew Stafford. Let me start with you, John, on this one. Who do you have, and do they cover the spread? Detroit wins and covers. Uh, Kyler Murray is going to look good by the end of the year, but not at the start. It's week one. There's going to be some up and downs everywhere on the board, but I think uh, I think Kyler Murray's going to have a tough time coming into his first real game, especially with, with Arizona. They're not a strong team at all. Perfect. What about you, Miles? What are you feeling on this one? I don't think either team is very strong, but you know what? I think Arizona escapes this game just by a little bit. Uh, Kyler Murray probably will have some struggles, especially early on in his career. But Larry Fitzgerald is just so reliable, and he's a guy you can go to no matter what. And that defense isn't to be slept on. They do not look the best, but they don't look the worst. So I think they can hold off Detroit long enough to win this game. And Dre, what do you think? I think the Lions did a lot uh, this this offseason to beef up their defense. I, th- I think they're going to have a very underrated. And... I'm pretty sure Kyler Murray is going to be pretty good by the end of the year, but 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 not right now. So I'm I'm taking the Lions, and they're covering this one. 
I'm taking Detroit as well. I think they cover the spread. The I, I, I'm going to mimic and I'm going to sound like a parrot, but I think Kyler Murray and the Cardinals will look good. Cliff Kingsbury will get his opening around shock on how fast the NFL is and how adaptable you have to be. I think they pull it together eventually. Just this this is the season where they're going to have those early on mistakes. Not everybody can be Patrick Mahomes, right? So um, we will see that that offense gather together. Now the last fire round pick will be the Houston Texans visiting the New Orleans Saints. Now this is the first Monday night game. And um, Saints are favored by seven. So let's go ahead and I'll start with this one. I think the Saints win handedly. I think the Texans offense will produce points and the Saints will keep up. And that is, and and to win at the Superdome, very difficult to do, especially with Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara getting that starting nod. And you have Michael Thomas. They're, they're going to look fantastic on offense. The Saints defense will pull off enough turnovers to slow down that Houston offense. Um, and we'll see how that backfield looks for Houston as well. Um, and Houston's defense with this new look defense without Jadavion Clowney and a lot of other key pieces they lost in the offseason. I don't think the Saints will cover. I, I think it might be a two field goal game or less, but I do think the Saints win at home. Let me start with you, Dre. How are you feeling on this one? I think the Saints offense is going to be ridiculous this year. If they're going to, you know, put up huge numbers, I would actually take the over on this game. I think both teams are going to score a lot of points. Uh, in the end, uh, I agree with you. I think the Saints are going to run. Uh, the Saints are going to win this game, but they're not going to cover the spread. I think uh, the Houston offense is going to keep up with the Saints, and it's going to be a very close game. But the Saints are going to pull out at the end. What about you, John? How are you feeling about this game? I think uh, I think the Saints win at home only because it's in the Dome. I also think Drew Brees is coming to the end of his career. I think Kamara is going to have a worse year this year than he did last year. I think Michael Thomas is blown up because of his contract deal. And I like... I like what... I like... I just like Houston this year. I don't know why. They beefed up their line. Um... Even though they had the injury with Lamar Miller, they still have Hopkins, who's, I don't know, just one of the best receivers in the league, if not the best, in my opinion, at least. The best. I think Hopkins is the best. I mean, and it's arguable, but... Who, who, do you, who do you really have to cover them on, on the Saints, on the Saints defensive backs? That's fair. That's fair. Uh, he may be double-covered the entire game. Miles, let me go ahead and end this one with you. What do you feel on this fire round with the Texans visiting the Saints? The New Orleans ain't ain't going to win this game. <laughs> and it's not even going to be pretty for New Orleans as well. Because I do not think they did enough to improve their team in the offseason. And, I mean, this team's, you know, they're, they were good last year. But Houston got better. Especially in the past couple days, I do like the Larry Larry Tunsil train and whatnot. But uh, they're gonna go make a statement against New Orleans, against a team that almost went to the Super Bowl. So Houston really runs away with this one as well. I think the big thing here too is that as is Houston's a 10, 10 win team every year for the last couple of years, um, and and they're being slapped on hard. Yeah, I think so too. I, I, again, but Houston, Houston tends to choke in those big moments, and Bill O'Brien tends to just run some horrible play calling in these big games and primetime games. So I'm interested to see how that looks. I mean, now that this is Bob's team, let's see how he's going to do this year with this Houston Texans um, team. And and 
I do think New Orleans wins. Um, again, I, like I said, I don't think they cover the spread. The last one is going to be a doozy. It is Denver and Oakland. Um, so Gruden's boys going up against the rejuvenated Joe Flacco on a vengeful path to prove he is an elite quarterback. <laughs> and um, this is a one-point spread with Oakland being favored. Um, I'll start and just say I, I have Oakland winning this game. Um, I maybe fell for the show's influence a little bit, but I love what Oakland looks like. Um, let me ask you, Miles, how do you feel about it? Oh, man, I don't even want to watch this game. Uh, you know, it's so hard to pick two teams that aren't very good. Derek Carr's going to have a really good year this year, and that's the one good thing I could say about Oakland, along with they'll win this game, but not very prettily. And, uh, Dre, let's go to you. What do you feel about this game? Can, can, can I pass? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, I don't, I, I don't really care about this game. I, I guess I'll go with the Raiders just because you know they they got hard knocks and it was fun. And I guess John Gruden deserves something. So yeah, Raiders win, I guess. <laughs> if your winning argument is they were fun and cool on hard knocks, then you know what their team is. It, it might bad. be the least. <laughs> it might be the, me the least watched ge- primetime game. Um, ever i think in nfl history except for the california teams so um or california viewers so let me finish off this nfl pick uh with john john uh what do you feel on this game i got denver here i think that uh i think that denver's is is gonna kick kick great the raiders ass honestly i think everybody's hyped happy for gruden happy for happy for the let's knock on wood and all that bullshit and that's that's what it is they were last year everybody was hyped about the the hard knocks team and this year everybody's looking at hard knocks like oh yep we know so much about this team coming into the season that you want to pick them when you know nothing else about all the other teams because you have no coverage yeah i and and again this is probably the this is probably one of the tougher games to judge because you don't know if this Oakland Raiders Gruden boys are going to come out and really be fire up if Antonio's feet are okay. Uh, Antonio's a joke. (laughs) I I just, I don't, don't, (laughs) there are so many side stories. It's like watching a a telenovela or or just a soap opera when you see these two teams taking the field. And Broncos are no less than that. The fact that Philip Lindsay can't play on the road, but he can play dominant at home and, and, you know, this revenge path for Joe Flacco. I, I mean, obviously they're making news and headlines because we are worth talking about it, but I just couldn't think of a worse late night Monday night game than those two teams. But I'm glad it's over in week one. We don't really have to endure that the whole season and wait for that matchup. I think um, you guys Daddy... are really sleeping on this game. I'm going to take the hot take here and, and, and it's going to be it's gonna be it's gonna be actually pretty fun to watch. You you okay. put a couple bucks on this game and you you really sit down and watch it. I think you're gonna have. I think you're gonna I, be. Blown I think away. that's the only way. That's the only way I think I am going to watch it is if I have a couple of bucks on this game. So well, that's, I'm gonna that's take you up on that. That's everybody. Um, everybody. <laughs> nobody. Nobody wants to watch this game. But for the people that actually sit down and and endure the first 
five minutes of the game and realize that it's it's not going to be a fucking walk in the park and and not real football. I think it's going to be hard and gritty, and I think they're going to run the ball a lot. I think Philip Lindsay's going to prove everybody wrong that he can't run on the road, and and I think Oakland is is going to keep them busy, but I don't think they're going to win. Well, we will eat crow on this next week when we talk again about next week's pickums. But I want to say that is the end of the NFL Pick'em segment. And thank you guys so much for being on this panel and working. You can see our picks. It'll be powered by Overtime Heroics, featured on their site as well as as, as my site on www.thesportgene.com. This is the Into the Lab podcast segment. Round two is over. Give us one second after, after this advertisement break. We'll do our hot takes in round three, and then it'll all be done. Give us one moment. As we move to round three, want to remind everyone traveling to the Alamo City during the beautiful fall and winter seasons, keep SATX rated handy for the latest information on new events, restaurants, and giveaways so that you and your family or loved ones can enjoy the city with the hottest scenes. You can follow at SATX rated on any social platform where they constantly do giveaways like being front row or sitting behind home plate at the San Antonio Missions game or courtside seats at the San Antonio Spurs game. Follow SATX rated today. Coming into round three, we're going to talk about the surprise teams and the fearful teams from each panelist member and their expert advice on which teams to shy away from or which team to shy away from and which team that you're going to be excited to watch. I'm going to start with my teams just to um, give that pulse check to everybody. But my surprise team for this year is going to be those Dallas Cowboys. If you aren't loving America's team because you're just vengeful of the fact that they're called America's team, but they're not anymore. I get it. But Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, the new triplets are going to look fantastic. The Cowboys are going to have a top 10, if not top seven defense. They have a cupcake schedule with a weak NFC East and a weak AFC East. I think it's going to be a very good year for the Cowboys. Get on that hype train. I think the Cowboys are going to finish ahead in the division if they split one-on-one with the Eagles. I'm very hyped on the Cowboys. The team I want everybody to be scared of or just watch how much your fan base is on are those Green Bay Packers. Be careful on the Packers. There's a lot of crumbling foundation there. The coaching staff is not meshing with the players. Aaron Rodgers already is focusing on how good his mustache looks. It's going to be a very tough year in Green Bay. So I want you to be careful with watching those games. I think Thursday night is going to slap a lot of people in the face. Um, And so those are my surprise and fearful teams. Let me go ahead and pass it over to you, John. Who are your surprise and fearful teams? So I got two two overperformers here. I think Baltimore is going to shock everybody. I think Lamar Lamar Jackson is going to really – use his arm this year people said that he's not a not a passer he's not a strong passer but he's a strong runner he's more like a running back one and i yeah i agree with all that but i think with this new offensive coordinator as he coached kaepernick and he coached um, tyrod taylor in buffalo he he made all their stats go go up within within multiple full numbers not just points here so I think that Lamar Jackson is going to be more of a thrower this year, and uh, 
and they're really going to shock some people with their defense, even though everybody knows that you don't sleep on the Baltimore defense ever. Another overperformer here is is Pittsburgh. I think Mike Tomlin is going to win Coach of the Year. I think Juju is going to really show everybody that he was not hiding in AV shadow. He was he was better without him. And uh, I think James Conner is going to do exactly what he did last year and just dominate. For for my underperformers here, I got Green Bay. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a tough year with his new head coach and his new offense. He's not getting along with anybody right now in, in, in Green Bay. And, uh, and I mean, Aaron Jones, he's going to have a good year. I think Aaron Jones is going to have a good year. And I think the offensive coordinator is going to take word from the head coach to run the ball more than to give it to Aaron Rodgers because of the, the disagreements on that side. Um, another team that's going to underperform this year, this is, my, this is another one of my hot takes, is New Orleans. I think New Orleans is going to go negative. I think they're not going to hit 500. And I wow. think Drew Brees is is maybe two or three more – or one or two more years as an elite quarterback. He'll drop tiers every year. Um, Michael Thomas is is blown up with, with his contract signing. Yes, he's an amazing receiver. I don't doubt that he's going to blow numbers away, but not not to the caliber he did last year or the year before. Uh, Kamara, he might be top five for me this year. I think that I think that he he's sitting right on top five. I think there's going to be, other than the, the main running back trio, I think there's going to be another one thrown in there that's going to be ahead of Kamara this year. And uh, I can't I can't ride with New Orleans defense at all. Some great teams to look at, fearful and excited for. Miles, bring this home for us. Who are your team? Who is your team to be excited about, and who's your team to be fearful of? You know, John took a couple of my teams here, so it uh, makes it kind of easier to choose who I'm going to talk about. So one of my surprisers is going to be Tennessee because that defense last year really shocked everyone, and that's not going to change this year. They're going to still be sturdy, still hold every offense down as best as they can. But that offense really needs to step up. If Mary Oda can play all 16 games this year, then they are going to be a huge threat come playoff time. Um, another overperformer I have, or an underperformer, or sorry, overperformer is uh, Buffalo because they have really, really done well with the draft and they don't need free agent signings. They don't need LaShawn McCoy. Um, Josh Allen's really going to lead that team for the next 20 years, probably, maybe more. And I think that Buffalo, at the end of the day, will become that team that could shock New England to come division, like, division winners. My, uh, the teams that I think are overhyped, um, I have to agree with John on New Orleans. Don't think that they will put up the same numbers that they did last year, especially not in that win column. Kansas City is a hot take. I don't think Kansas City will perform as well as they did last year. Um, but they'll win that division nonetheless because the AFC East is a crapshoot. Uh, same with Cleveland as well. Cleveland's not going to win that division. Baltimore's too hot. Uh, Pittsburgh is still very, very good to play as. Uh, they'll probably finish third in that division again. Maybe just outside of the wild card if they're lucky. Well, and I appreciate those teams. Those are the hot takes for this round three segment. And I want to say a special thank you to our panelists, John Matthews, Dre Rogers, Miles Bloomquest. You can follow them on Twitter 
And you can follow all of us on Overtime Heroics and on our respective podcasts and writing platforms. Thank you guys so much for being a part of today's segment. That's the Into the Lab podcast brought to you by the sport team and powered by Overtime Heroics. Good luck to everybody with your week one picks. You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app. And follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today.